Once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed, where a mother lay her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother. Welcome to episode number nine of Father and Dad, where we discuss the Catholic faith in the modern world from our unique perspective of Father and Dad. I'm Dad, PJ Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, Stephen Carraher. Yes. Well, Stephen, it's uh, that time of year. It's uh, it's Lent, as we all it know. It is Lent. It is Lent. And it brings, I, I'll tell you, for starters, for me, and I'm going to jump right in at the start here, and I'm going to ask you to do the same, too, is reflections that just... Childhood thoughts. Of oh, Lent. of course, yes. <laughs> you know, just thinking back when I was a kid in Lent, I, for me, it's thinking of the difference between Lent and Christmas. You know, Christmas mm. was all about fun, and Lent was, Lent was, uh, uh, how can I say this right? It was, uh, it was seen, of course, very negative. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it was a downer, and it was just dark, and, and it also. Kind of, it was that time of year too. It reflected. It's like, ah, oh, it's still winter. It's blah. Mm-hmm. It's Lent, and it's like, why are you know why are we doing this? This isn't fun. Uh, and uh, I mean, yes, there was that hope that spring was on the other side. And of course, you know, for me, I meant you know playing baseball was on the other side. But uh, um, yeah, for me, I, I it was just always. Uh, just a negative thing and i and you know why do i have to give things up and it's mm-hmm. i never really well i wasn't also catechized i guess too to see any benefit from that either and sure. i'm curious what, what what are your perspectives as a child sure i i definitely had a very very similar thoughts <laughs> as a child as i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure everybody can can relate to this you know really thinking, oh man, you know, this isn't fun. You know, I have to give up sweets for Lent. You know, I have to like go without chocolate. And I remember very vividly, you know, going through Lent at St. Thomas More, the grade school, you know, having to do Stations of the Cross on Friday and thinking, oh my gosh, like this takes a whole 30 minutes of my afternoon is gone. You know, you really start (laughs) to think of, you know, the stuff that you give up. And I just remember it being as a child, just a very long time. Like I thought, oh man, you know, it seems like Lent never ends. And it really, felt like a desert. I remember thinking about, you know, all the decorations in the church being very, you know, uh, very minimal. Every, everything, yeah. everything during Lent was very minimal. And um, that is, that's kind of stuck with me. I'm certainly, you know, maybe grown out of my, you know, child, childish complaining to, at, at some, to some level, degree. you know, <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's something that I, I certainly deal with still, but um, but I think the image of a desert has really stuck out to me very much, and I still still relate to it um, because that's kind of what Lent is. And we hear in the uh, we hear in the gospel today, the first yeah. Sunday of Lent, you know, that Jesus goes out into the desert yeah. to be tempted for for forty days. So this image of a desert, the image of us going out into the wilderness uh, in Lent, is kind of like the image that the, the the church gives at the very beginning of Lent. And I think it's a very beautiful image that the church gives. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it's uh, maybe we can go into a little bit more of you know the beauty that we see in Lent. Yeah, and and, and the beauty is, I guess, let's the contrast from a, as a child, it's all about what you want to see for me, me, me. And I think as an adult, the beauty of the desert is is like what are all of these obstacles that I've put mm-hmm. in my life? And that Absolutely. I've, and the desert lets you clear those out. So the funny thing is, and I think for you too now as, as, as an adult, Lent is actually a time you look forward to, as crazy as that sounds. Absolutely. And you know what? That's absolutely true. I've heard, um, and I've heard a lot of my brothers here at the seminary, it's been a blessing to you know, go through Lent and seminary with a bunch of brothers who are very serious about Lent. We, we oftentimes us seminarians have to be told to like calm down with our Lenten practices. You know, sometimes we get a little bit too intense. Um, but it's it's beautiful. I've I, one brother in particular. I'm, rem- I'm remembering. Uh, he he told he told me that um, that he really likes Lent, and I'm like, you know, even as a child, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, because it's it's a good change of pace. It's a change of pace that you don't necessarily think that you need until you realize that it's, you know, the middle of February, you know, March, and it's the bleak yeah. months of winter. You know, it's a, it's a change of pace, you know. You're really putting an emphasis on this detachment, what you're saying, through going through the wilderness yeah. where we're, you know, we're kind of almost forcibly detached from uh, from what we have through our Lenten observances and practices. Um and I think it's important too is is as we begin our forty day pilgrimage in this desert, this deserted place that yes, we are detaching ourselves from yeah. the things that we're clinging on to, but we have to remember we have to keep in mind the reason why we're detaching ourselves from these things that we're attached to Good you point. know it's not because it's not because we you know as Catholics you know worship suffering or think that suffering is a good in itself uh suffering you know only has meaning through the cross of Christ and his resurrection. Exactly. So we have that in view, you know, we have the cross in view. And, you know, as the Lord said, you know, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross and, you know, follow me. Uh, but that following him doesn't end at the cross. It doesn't end at the suffering itself. It ends with the resurrection, with the ascension, with that glorification of Christ that is to come. So it's a detachment that we're going through Lent for the sake of, of attachment, but a proper attachment, an attachment to a relationship with Jesus Christ and a, a relationship with the Trinity, which is founded on that Paschal mystery, the the passion, the death, the resurrection yeah. of Christ. And I was just going to say, I think that's the real challenge to someone from the outside of the faith, or even someone who's a Catholic who just doesn't fully enjoy Lent. Is that's the challenge because mm-hmm. you know. It's it's seeing it as so negative, and it's like no, no, no. That's not what it, it's all about. Getting you to the positive, but getting the clearing, making well, like uh, back to today's uh, gospel, making clear that path, right? Like Absolutely. John the Baptist said, and and, yep. uh, um, and I I think it's just so many times. Well, as human nature, we all want to know rules rather mm-hmm. than to know. We all want to learn rules rather than learning. Um, I can't think of the opposite, but you know the, the what we're heading to. You know why we do these things, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's. I'm sorry, I just wanted to interject. Oh, absolutely, quick. absolutely, yeah. and that's. I think that's that's a temptation that uh, people, especially when I was young, so a temptation that you fall into uh, is that sense of you know Lent is just a bunch of rules that you're following for the sake of the rules themselves. But really, as as we've been saying. It's that goal that we're getting to, you know, the, the rules aren't the end in itself. The, the end in itself is the relationship that comes from it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a very beautiful, uh, beautiful reflection there. Yeah. Um, so as, as we know, um, 
in Lent, uh, we have the three pillars of Lent, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure every pastor everywhere gives this homily uh, during the first Sunday of Lent or, you know, maybe Ash Wednesday. The three pillars of Lent, you know, how do we detach ourselves? You know, how do we carry about in the desert of Lent these 40 days? Uh, And those three pillars are prayer, Mm -hmm. fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So if you think about them, you know, fasting is that, it's very pretty clear about that detachment, you know, a detachment from food, you think initially, but it doesn't necessarily have to be just food. You know, you can think of, you know, in my day with my generation, uh, a very popular thing for us young Catholics to do is to fast from social media or mm. to fast from, yeah. uh, from phone usage or television usage, uh, fast from, you know, just any kind of media that we might think is, you know, has an, has an attachment on us. Um, but like we, you know, like we've been saying, not detaching ourselves from this thing that we're, we're we've been clinging on to for the sake of itself, but for the sake of filling ourselves up with that relationship. You know, almsgiving, the sense of turning outwards to the other in charity. You know, looking at the needs of our brothers and sisters, yeah. uh, and giving to them. You know, not necessarily out of our surplus, but out of our own yeah. needs as well. You know, being willing to 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 take the extra mile. You know, to give you know, the, your brother, a cloak or, you know, to, to give a, a glass of water, or, um, some, you know, metaphors from the Bible, but, uh, from the gospels, but, yeah. you know, an outward looking at the other as someone to be charitable to. And then prayer, which I think is just a really beautiful thing that oftentimes I th- I'm, I'm afraid that in our, um, especially I see this as a child, you know, you think about, I think when a lot of us approach Lent and we think about what we have to give up, a lot of us don't necessarily think of building prayer as a resolution for Lent. Yeah. Yeah. Putting that time in because prayer is really, it's, it's the reason why we're going through it. in in a certain sense, you know, that's the way that we uh, mediate that relationship with God, you know? So through fasting, through almsgiving, you know, fasting, detaching ourselves, almsgiving, orienting ourselves to the other prayer, relating with God, you know, building up that central pillar, you know, reminding us of the reason why we're going through this desert, this detachment for the sake of attachment in prayer. Right. And I wanted to pick up on that. Yeah. So it's not all just about detachment and clearing out. It's also about, uh, uh, um, I want to say focusing. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word, but you know, oh, where can I we think, Im- yeah, focusing where, is great. Where can we improve? And of course, you know me, you know me, everything's a baseball analogy. So that's it's, good. It's, I, I welcome them, <laughs> especially this time of year. It's like spring training. Yep. And, uh, I think, and when I think of spring training and when I think about focusing, I think uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but I think back to an old, uh, uh, Tigers, uh, Detroit Tigers manager. Actually, he was a Reds manager before that too, uh, Sparky Anderson. And he used to, at spring training, he'd use that time to focus on one thing every mm-hmm. year. And, uh, I think it was the year 1984 that they focused on bunting. I don't know why I put those two together because 84, they hit a fantastic season. The Tigers did, but, um, mm. and, but what he did is he used, because everything was cleared out in a sense in spring training that you could just focus on that one thing. And then the hope was that then when the season came and for us, you know, when Easter comes, when everything's back, that we've picked up that extra skill and, 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 and we've used, we can now use that extra skill that we have so in a sense uh, you know it's the same time of year it's uh, lent is spring training it's a chance for us you know what is that skill that we could pick up uh 
and that's and you're right. That's where the prayer and that's where the prayer part comes because the fasting, that's the clearing out and and, and mm-hmm. the you know the alms giving is to you're in you're in community with everybody. Mm-hmm. But the prayer is, hey, I'm clearing out so that I can listen. I can listen a little better to God. And what is it? What's that skill? What's that? Uh, you know, do I need to to learn how to bunt a little better or something? Yeah, like absolutely. That? Yeah, I love I love that image of of yeah. learning how to bunt. You know, looking yeah. like paying attention to a very specific skill or a very spe- specific thing. Yeah. Um. And and very often, I think that's the intention uh, that we initially will start off when we are. Uh, starting off with our Lenten resolutions, be it, I know a very popular one is giving up sweets or giving yeah. up pop or, or a, a lot of people in my generation, you know, give up social media usage or something yeah. else to that, that extent. Um, but I, th- you know, paying attention to areas in your life, you know, looking at, I'm sure Sparky didn't come into spring training and thought, let's work on something that we're really good at. You know, let's, <laughs> right. let's, let's, let's pick something that we're really good at and just keep working on it. No, no, no. Just like Sparky at spring training, we're picking out something that maybe has been bothering us a little bit, you know? Okay. So maybe I'm a little bit too attached to this specific thing. You know, maybe I'm a little bit too attached to this specific thing. So this is an opportunity through prayer, through yeah. this and through Lent this season. Thank God the church in her wisdom has given us this, you know, that we're able to, you know, change the pace of, of, of our life, focus in on this, uh, you know, particular issue and, and work through it so that we can remember that we are attached to God through prayer. And you know what? I'd like to pick up on that in a sense, you know, you say that particular issue, that's a, that's the hard part really to mm-hmm. me of Lent is to is to be honest with it's a, it's a couple of things one is yeah. to be honest with yourself to know to to, to well that's part of pre- pre- preparing for a good for a good penance for a good reconciliation is being honest with yourself you know where is it that I need mm-hmm. to improve and I think mm-hmm. in our lives I think the number one thing that stops us from naming or, or, or going after that one thing, let's call it bunt. Let's use use our baseball analogy. Use the baseball analogy. Go for <laughs> you know, it. What's the thing? The that's one stopping thing that's you're attached to. The one thing that's stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that's stopping me from saying that you know, oh, I don't know how to lay a bunt, lay down a bunt, is fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear. It's and it's fear. Like, oh, geez, you know, I'll never know how to. I, I'm always afraid to face the pitcher. The ball's going to hit me on the hand, uh, and, and so. Uh, but here's the thing: it's and and I guess this is the the end point that I want to say is it's it's okay to be afraid, and the fact that you are mm-hmm. afraid means then yeah, it is something you need to work on. And the I don't know if the opposite is the right word, but. Um, opposing that fear or if you let that fear get a hold of you that's where it becomes i'm going to be a little blunter that's where it becomes cowardice for lack of Mm -hmm. i I don't mean to sound too negative here but oh no uh, uh, um it's okay to be so let's go go with the bunt it's like hey yeah i'm afraid because i used to be afraid to square around i was always afraid the ball would hit me on the hand when i bunt and all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff because you have to slide your hand out and get it but if i didn't take that if i let that sphere run me i'd be a coward and i'd never even square up and try to bunt whereas if mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna go yeah maybe and, and here's the thing maybe i'm gonna mess up a few times i'm gonna f- i'm i'm gonna hit i'm gonna miss the ball on the bunt or i'm gonna hit it foul that sort of thing that happens it happens to us in lent too sometimes we we miss we don't lay that but we got we just got to keep coming back we can't let that fear 
uh, uh, uh. We, we, so we have to be honest with ourselves and we can't yeah, let that absolutely. fear block ourselves from seeing because face it uh, uh the way we do it in our minds is is if there's something we're really fearful we'll just turn it off and say nah i'm not afraid of mountain that's something i can do some other time it's like yeah, oh, yeah very you know yep. and what i'm really afraid of is popping out or or mm-hmm. not tagging up in second whereas i'm a great tagger you know you you, you, you oh yeah it's funny how your brain can do that and that is a but that's where prayer can answer too is mm-hmm. that you know you really got to be honest with yourself and it's and it's Okay. A, it's okay to be afraid, and B, if you are afraid, I think that's your way of knowing that that's the right thing. You know? I, oh I, yeah, no, that's yeah. certainly that's certainly a that's that's a that's a good insight too. Yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah. Just kind of looking at how fear can uh, can stop us from being honest with ourselves, and I think kind of going on. We, I'm loving this baseball analogy, the spring training <laughs> analogy. I think it works really well here. Uh, going on. Um, but, you know, in that fear, uh, a, a beautiful part of spring, spring training, as it is for Lent, is that we're in this together. You know, this yeah. is a yeah. it's not a solo effort. This isn't a just me thing. You know, this is a church wide season. You know, yeah. this isn't a this isn't a time for that. The church said, OK, Stephen, it's time for you to figure out things by yourself. No, 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 no. We're 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 together as a church here. This is a, this is a season for the whole church. So just like somebody could say, you know, on the team is like, Hey, you know, you need to get better at bunting. And you're like, Oh, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. And you could have like, you can have really honest conversations with someone here. Like, you know, we're here. This is a very specific situation. Lent, this is a season where we're detaching ourselves for the sake of attachment. Let's look at those things. You know, finding people who we can walk with through this season through Lent, I think is super important. It's so, so important to find maybe a small group. So I would definitely encourage, you know, if anybody's listening to this to, to find, I'm sure... You know, I know what this COVID stuff is probably going to be a little, yeah. little yeah. different than than previous yeah. years, but I'd really recommend either just finding a partner to journey through with, or um, in my case, as a seminarian, we're we're absolutely blessed with. Um, we have a spiritual director who we meet with twice a week to talk about these things exactly. You know, you know, someone who can who's willing to point out to you, hey, you know, I think at this particular point in this in this in your spiritual life, like you're experiencing fear here. I think you need to be a little bit more honest. It's mm-hmm. so so important to surround ourselves with people who are able to tell us that because without that, you know, we can very easily miss the mark. Our brain is very very good at finding rationale and reasoning yeah. out, you know, ways. Uh, to avoid it. So I would definitely, you know, that's my prayer for everyone who's listening here to really take a chance to embrace the communal aspect of Lent. We're all in this together, you know, as a whole church, we are experiencing Lent. Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful season, although it might not look like a beautiful season. You know, the <laughs> churches are a little bit more, churches are a little bit more minimal in their, in their design. You know, we just came off of Christmas and ordinary time. Things kind of look a little dull, even outside, as we mentioned multiple times, you know, it's still kind of snowy and cold. Well, depending on where you live, of course, but, um, but this is a, this is a real opportunity to really make some excellent progress with our relationship to the Lord. No, that's so, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, one, opportunity. That's, that's the key word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to say the one, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just one, one more yeah. thing to close the close out here. I yeah. was, I was reflecting very briefly on, um, uh, what the, what the priest says, you know, Ash Wednesday. So we all yeah. get, all get the ashes. 
Uh, you know, this year a lot of a lot of parishes have been sprinkling on uh, the head, which I think is a, it's a perfectly legitimate way to to mm-hmm. receive ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say um, one of the options that they have for just for distributing the ashes is is remember you are dust, yeah. to dust you shall return. And I think that's a very beautiful thing to to ponder about that start that start of Lent. You know, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You know, recalling. The what we call in in Catholicism the kerygma, you know, the central message, the seed of the gospel, yeah. um, which recalls our creation, recalling you know that we were created good, you know, by God. This is a time to like spring training to go back to the base, basics, and the kerygma is the basics of the Catholic Church, right there. Going yeah. going back to the spring training analogy, you know, but just recalling that we were created uh, by God in His image and likeness. By our own freedom, we have sinned and we are in need of a savior, you know, remembering that we are dust and, you know, by our free choice, we have decided that we would rather choose death and we would rather choose our own self besides God. But remembering as well to connect it to the beginning is that we do have a savior. You know, there is an end to this. We are moving towards the cross. We are moving towards death. But on the other side, Christ has already won that victory for us. Amen. Amen. Or I should say, hey, play ball. <laughs> play ball. I like that. Play ball. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, that about wraps it up uh, for us here today. Um, there is no charge for our podcast, as you know, but we do ask one form of payment. If you like what you hear, please tell two friends about it and have them listen as well. And also thanks to all of you who've uh, listened and offered us your comments. We welcome your input uh, to help out listeners um uh, we've created two email addresses, father at fatheranddad.com and dad at fatheranddad.com. And if you don't know which email address goes to who, well, then you just haven't been listening. So uh, <laughs> once again, uh, we thank you for listening and uh, uh, have a, a blessed uh, Lent. And um, thank you much. He came down to earth from Great.